Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Tuesday, July 11th, 2017. This is episode 20, Getting a Second Opinion. In the world of sports, we frequently see athletes who are seeking a second opinion for injuries. These are the types of injuries that are probably going to require a major surgery if they don't get that second opinion. Or the second opinion could confirm that yes, indeed, they do need that surgery or possibly more. In the world of music, I think it's important to get second opinions all the time. And third opinions and fourth opinions, and fifth opinions. Let me explain. When I entered college in my freshman year, I came to school with a collection of approximately about 150 CDs. And it was a mixture between a good amount of popular music and some classical music thrown in there. There were some Broadway recordings I had as well. And I remember that I had a set of Beethoven symphonies. And I honestly couldn't even tell you who was the conductor or the orchestra. Because I just don't remember. I remember that I had the nine symphonies, but I don't ever recall any of that other information. Now, I had listened to these CDs many times. When I met other people at the school, I didn't realize exactly how many recordings were out there. You have to understand, this is back in the Stone Ages, before the internet, and before we had the ability to just pull things up on YouTube and be able to easily research things. There was actually a wonderful guide, which is still available today, called the Penguin Guide. And it's a wonderful way to learn about the greatest recordings ever made. When I listen to a piece of classical music, I always want multiple opinions. And what I mean by that is multiple interpretations. Let's take, for example, the symphonies of Gustav Mahler. I have listened to so many different interpretations over the years to try to figure out the ones that I preferred that I felt were truest to the music. I've listened to conductors including Abravanel, Bernstein, Schulte, Tenstedt, Klemperer, Abado, Zell, and for today, Gustavo Dudamel. With those conductors that I just named, and 
their respective orchestras that they primarily worked with, we can gather so much information and learn so much about the music and about the inner workings of the conductor's mind as they interpret the music. I too often have students who will find a piece of music that they like, or perhaps it's a, music, a piece of music that they're working on that might be an all-state solo or something that they heard somewhere and they decide to start listening to it on YouTube. And I caution them and I say, have you listened to many different versions of it? Who were the versions? Who were the people that you listened to in these different versions? I find that a lot of students don't always know the answers to these questions. So it's really critical that if you are a student of any age and you're listening to a piece of classical music, specifically in that medium, do some research Take, for instance, if we're talking about a Mahler symphony and we're taking Mahler's first symphony, do a quick Google search. Find out what are believed to be the greatest interpretations ever recorded. Me, personally, I prefer Leonard Bernstein with a Concertgebouw orchestra. That's my own preference. But that may not be yours, and there may be others that you may find more exciting. Without a doubt, Dudamel's recording that he made with the L.A. Philharmonic at his inaugural concert is something to, certainly to behold. Second opinions, third opinions, fourth opinions, knowledge is power.